official Green Bay Packer fight song. Good morning. Dave and Doreen along with Marcus, the morning KLH. Time to talk football with the co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Radio here in Milwaukee. Three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Jason Wilde. Good morning, Jason. How are you doing today? I'm great, everyone. How are you? Oh, good. Well, we're good, mm-hmm. but... Not great. <laughs> we played some clips. Oh, you guys. We played some <laughs> clips earlier. You know, Matt LaFleur said there were some positive things. Jordan Love said there were some positive things. Doreen and I differ on this. She doesn't think there was much positive stuff, but I think it was Jordan Love's best game as a starting quarterback for the Packers. What say you? Totally agree with that. Yeah, okay. Totally agree with that. All right, so... Obviously, I've been a KLH listener for a long time. I am uh, a a huge fan of what would be considered classic rock. I know we play lots of things now, but um, I think we need to take a moment and think about what the late, great Tom Petty taught us. And that is, they're learning to fly. Okay, I thought you were going to say free-falling. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm so glad you're more positive than we are. But that was, that was, that was so well played. I did not see that coming at all. Okay. And that was really good. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I was thinking about how it's hard to, you know, learn to fly without wings. And yeah. they're, they're mm-hmm. figuring it out right now. And uh, what goes up must come down. And in the end, obviously, they, they didn't get it done. But, I, you know, maybe this is just my disposition and my expectations. I think the expectation game comes into this a lot. And I do think that there were, especially after Chicago, a lot of people whose expectations got inflated in a big way. And I'll admit, you know, I was the one who said before the season, they were going six and 11. And I, I, after that Chicago game, I was like, Holy cow, I guess I was going to, I'm going to be wrong about this. Then they were you know, two and one after that comeback against uh, new Orleans. And, this is, I gotta be honest, this is what I did expect. I expected close losses. I expected growing pains. I expected interceptions thrown by the first year starting quarterback. Um, there's been things that I didn't expect, but this is, they really are. They're learning to, to win, not learning to fly. And, and it's a process. I thought there were great things that came out of it. Lots of improvement, huge, big plays by all these, you know, all these young guys that, you know, sometimes aren't even in the right place. Mm. Uh, I feel like there's been meaningful progress. And if I'm uh, a little bit of a cockeyed optimist, uh, I'll, I'll wear that with pride. Okay, but who's calling the plays? Because the whole razzle-dazzle, even the announcer said we were trying to get cute. Like, we don't want to be cute on the field, oh, right? I like cute. Oh, yeah. cute. cute doesn't win usually. Yeah, but it's... It always entertains you on Instagram when there's these really nice reels of like kittens and stuff. That's um, true. Look, I, I I get it, and and look, I'm never going to tell fans how they should or should not feel, and if they're frustrated, if they're mad, you know, I know for Tausch and me, like we we get so many more calls when they lose than when they win. Yeah. So I get it. Like people have stuff that they need to get off their chest, and I respect that. But I I really do like. Matt LaFleur has to say there are no moral victories. But the way this and, – and I just wish – my biggest frustration with the season is that NFL coaches and general managers basically have to speak in code, right? And they can't say things like, it's a rebuilding year. So Goody goes on a pre-season telecast 
and says, "This we are not rebuilding. The heck you aren't, bro. Mm. Like, you, you're running a, a daycare on the offensive side of the ball. And now, with the trade of Rasul Douglas and injuries, you got a lot of young dudes playing on defense, too. I, I really do believe that yesterday, like Dave said, was was the best I've seen Jordan Love be. And the reason, not just his production, but... I look. I, I remember. I asked Matt Lafleur this question last week, and he made the comment about how 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 love needs to let it rip. Stop thinking so much and let it rip. That's what he did, and you guys saw some very positive results that came from it. In contrast, it seems that Jordan is trying to force the ball to Christian Watson, who seems to be having the dropsies again. Mm-hmm. Is this a problem from Christian Watson's development going through the year? Yeah, I, I don't know if Christian Watson's dad listens to the show, so I better be very careful because apparently he's very mad at all of us. Oh, he is. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I, oh, yeah, fans, uh, media, he's he's ticked off. Okay. Um, look, there's a couple things about Christian Watson. First of all, he's a terrific kid. Like, I I don't know if he takes after his mom or what, but he's he does not – he doesn't make excuses. He doesn't complain about how he's being treated. I actually asked him at one point, you know, do you, do you kind of have to tell your family, hey, I got this. I appreciate your support. Thanks for having my back. Mm-hmm. But, like, his brother is doing the same stuff on social media. And, and Christian said, look, I don't want people telling me what to say, so I'm not going to tell them, but I don't worry about that stuff. That's great. Um, I really like his level of accountability at the same time, I don't like his production. And I do think, again, speaking of the expectation game, he had that four-game window last year. You guys remember this? Where he just he was like Randy Moss, right? Mm-hmm. He had three touchdowns against the Cowboys. He had seven touchdowns over a four-game span. So much of his production came during that period where I would say he kind of caught lightning in a bottle. And even the Cowboys game, which was kind of his coming-out party, the first two passes Rodgers threw to him, he dropped. In fact, uh, if you go back and look, I don't know if it's on TV or not, but like after he drops the passes, Rogers turns to Mike McCarthy on the opposing sideline and gives him this shrug of, see what I'm dealing with this year? Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, is that this is a guy who came from a smaller school in North Dakota State who is a raw talent, and the Packers kind of drafted him like you draft in the NBA. And sometimes you draft a raw guy that played in Greece, and he becomes one of the greatest players in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Other times you draft a guy based on potential, and he doesn't realize that potential. I think Christian Watson right now it has not yet realized his potential. I don't know if he will, but there's no doubt that he is inconsistent. And when five of your ten interceptions were thrown to Christian Watson, that is a trend that you cannot ignore. There were some things that confused me about the game. I'm confused why Luke Musgrave continues to fall down yeah. a lot. He seems to fall down. It's almost like you ever see those little, like a baby deer, like the fawn is born yeah. and just trying to get his legs. Yeah. He can't quite stay on his feet. And then the other thing that really confused me is Joe Barry's defensive plan. Kenny Pickett is, has been awful as a quarterback. Why would you play so much nickel and allow them to run the ball so frequently and so successfully? Yeah, yeah, these are all good questions. Uh, I'll take your second question first, Dave. <laughs> Okay. I have no idea. Like, there were some instances where he was playing two down linemen again, and I had four different friends of mine 
after those plays texted me, why are we playing nickel? Um, first of all, you could play nickel and take one of your inside linebackers off the field and have three down linemen. That's another way to play nickel. Um, he's, I don't know, man. Uh, I have not been. Joe Barry seems like a very nice man. He is a little obnoxious with how he explains things to us. Um, I I've heard you. He I've heard you talk about that. That he's he he sort of feels like he needs to dumb everything down for you guys. Does he do that on purpose? Well, Dave, let me explain to you. First of all, like we we keep track of takeaways, and that, they're not turnovers. <laughs> okay. The, the offense isn't giving us the ball. We got to take it away. So we call those. Takeaways. I see. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, you know what I call that? A bad game plan. Because you're exactly right about Kenny Pickett. Like uh, I would have, my game plan, and I'm certainly I don't have to explain to you my uh, qualifications as a defensive coordinator. <laughs> but but come on, like make the quarterback beat you. Now, is it possible that he, you know, without Jair Alexander without Russell Douglas on the team anymore, without Eric Stokes, was nervous about the young guys in the secondary? Probably, but that's still, you knew that, I mean, LaFleur said it, we knew they were going to come in and run the football, and that's what they did. The Packers are the only team in the NFL this season to have allowed three different opponents to run for 200 or more yards in a game. So that's a problem. Um, on, the, on the other side of it, the Luke Musgrave thing, first of all, we have deer that come through our neighborhood all the time. We've actually got some obnoxious people in our uh, district that want to have um, people, uh, hunters with uh, bows and arrows. What? Thin the deer population in our neighborhood up here in Green Bay, which I'm not a big fan of. You mean like while the, kid, while the kids are waiting for the bus yeah, and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. is this legal? What are we doing? Yeah. I mean, don't you have to be I, on I, some kind of hunting land? You would think. Yeah. Well, they, they apparently there's some of our uh, neighbors, not directly next to us, but they, they're tired of having their arborvitas eaten by these deer. And I want to say, well, then put it in a different tree or something. Like, yeah. I don't want you going around with a mm-hmm. bow and arrow. But I digress. Okay. Um, no one's going to do that to Luke Musgrave. He is very talented. He's big, strong, fast, athletic, and he's made in my opinion, a ton of progress at a very difficult position to play well as a rookie. That said, I don't know how these yard lines continue to just spring up right when he's passing them and trip him like a tripwire. I, I, it's amazing to me. He's got to figure out a way to kind of be more in balance because, you know, we saw it in Chicago. We saw it last week again where he just trips and falls and no one's around him. Yeah. And, and those plays can be much bigger if he keeps his feet. Jason, one of the things that I thought I think is starting to be alarming now is Najee Harris. He tried hurdling twice in the game yesterday, feet first. Is this something the NFL should take a look at in the future of how dangerous this potentially could be? Yeah, for both players, right? I mean, right. it could be dangerous for the guy he's jumping over, but it could really be dangerous for him. Like he got the second time, he got carried out of bounds short of the first down marker. Uh, by Rudy Ford, but that like you're very vulnerable. The coaches teach you not to do that, but they're, you're right. It does seem like that's been happening more frequently now. As a viewer, uh, I find that entertaining. Like it's, I'm I'm impressed, especially the way these guys manage to time it up and avoid the tackler. But I would agree that coaches discourage that for a reason, and one of the reasons is you put yourself in a very dangerous, compromising position. You can also get hit and fumble the football, and we know how much coaches hate that. And one last thing, if Aaron Jones had run out of bounds instead of keeping the ball in the middle of the field, 
I think the Packers, uh-huh. they get at least one, maybe two more plays out of that whole thing. What was the assessment of that after the game? Yeah, I'll be honest. Matt LaFleur is not one to criticize players. Like he, you know, you guys have heard him time after time after time. I have to do a better job. I need to call a better play. I mean, he does that incessantly. And I was really surprised after the game because not only did he talk at length about that decision and how it cost them time and opportunities at the end zone, but then in a later subsequent answer about something completely different, I think it was about the check down to A.J. Dillon, which, by the way, was huge progress for Love, to your point, Dave, about his best game. Two weeks ago, he's got enough time, and on a third down and 20 play, he could have checked it down to A.J. Dillon, and he could have gotten 10 yards, and they would have been in fourth and 10 in Denver, and they would have had another shot. And instead, what did he do? Chucked it up for grabs in a double coverage, got intercepted on a pass to Samari Toure. So LaFleur was being asked about the progress that that play showed, which it was. And yet, as he was finishing his answer, he went back to take another reference about Aaron Jones not getting out of bounds. So, you know, the problem with this team is that they've got so many young guys making young guy rookie mistakes. You cannot have your seventh-year running back, the most veteran guy among your skill position players, Make a mistake like that in those circumstances. He just, he's, he's, he's such an important piece. I know he didn't have a productive game yesterday, but of, I, I can live with his lack of production from time to time. That was such a critical mistake that you expect, you know, a Dontavian Wicks or uh, Malik Heath to make. You don't expect your veteran player to do that. That was costly. I don't know if they win the game. But they, you're right, they certainly have more opportunities, too. All right, Jason, thank you so much for the insight. We'll talk later in the week about the Chargers game. We appreciate it. All right, everybody, take care. Be good. You too, and <laughs> a special nice. closing theme. There we go. See you, Jason. All right, guys. Jason Wilde, our green and gold insider. Brought to you by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call 866-992-1717 or mrhollandshomeservices.com. And also brought to you by DJ's Transmissions and Milwaukee Muscle Cars and Restoration. Now buying vintage mini bikes and muscle cars. Visit DJ'sTransmissions.com. Jason Wildey, part of the Morning KLH.